Don't you go missing. Slash, she was here with our coffee session. Ooh, that's a good good rhymes. Coffee session. Good Sunday rhymes. We're recording on a Sunday. Sunday where we just got a freak snowstorm. The official measurement, 8.9 inches. The yeah. airport yeah. here in Milwaukee. What? I don't know what that is in centimeters. I'm sorry. Wet and heavy. <laughs> yeah. Five centimeters, I don't know. Yeah. It's a boot time for to our, figure that out. Our European and Canadian, our metric wet, system folks. Wet and heavy. Just how I like <laughs> My yoga pants. <laughs> Wet and heavy. Wet and heavy. Welcome to Slash U. Yes, welcome. It is good snowman snow, isn't it? Yes, it yeah. is. Um, my <clears throat> name is uh, Mr. Nicholas Andrew Bankhead. <laughs> Across from me sits Mr. Andrew John Damos. Andrew John Damos, H-A-D. It'd be neat if it was Andrew Nicholas Damos. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot. Yeah, that would be kind of cool if your middle name was Nicholas. My uh, middle name is Andrew. I think I we could talked change about that before. Yeah, I should go change it. I could change it to Arthur Cody Barrett, but... Oh, or Jarrett. Very much a great but reference we'll to this film. Talking about our movie this week. Just so you guys, I know we've got a few new listeners out there. Slash you, we like to talk about movies between now and then. Uh, no real focus, of course. We do kind of believe that some of the greatest ones were made back in the day. But uh, the love for the genre is coming back, Mr. Damos. And yes. I see it. The cheesiness and campiness never went away. Nothing will ever, like the Hatchet series. Even though Blood Diner will always be my favorite, the Hatchet series is... Oof. Pretty cool. Is it like gonna win any fucking Golden Globes or Oscars? Fuck no, but you know it's no. And if it was, we wouldn't be talking about it here on Slash U. If you like Fangoria, go <laughs> whack it to this one. <laughs> this you, week? You, no, no. You would. <clears throat> I'm just saying, like, if you like, I love Fangoria and I love going to you know yeah. horror cons. The Hatchet series would be something where you would like light some incense, grab some lotion, some Kleenex. <laughs> If you're a dude, as you say, but <laughs> and you know, just kind of get gotta get a little just freaky. Marvel at Victor Crowley and all his <laughs> oh, God. muscles. God, would it be so. weird? Like if you jerked off to Victor Crowley, that would be weird. This is episode 103. Wow, 103. <laughs> we've, we've seen a lot of movies. We've watched a lot of movies. Find us on uh, Instagram, slash you underscore podcast, or on the World Wide Web at slash you podcast.com. We are not cinephiles, even though I kind of feel like I'm becoming one. Well. Not as bad as it could be, and we're gonna talk about that. Oh this yeah, <laughs> this uh, I, did I get everything right? Uh, we're gonna spoil the movie, but we want you to watch right. it with us. Uh, it was free on so many platforms. Yeah, uh, 1980, uh, Andy, one hour forty one minutes. Fade to black. Isn't that like a Metallica song or something? Like, doesn't it? doesn't it sound like Fade to black? We're gonna live together. Directed by Vernon Zimmern, Zimmerman, Zimmern. Zimmerman. Zimmerman. <laughs> hey, it's uh, cut off here in my notes. Zimmerman. Before yeah. we dive into this movie and this uh, wonderful, beautiful coffee session that we're sharing together, yeah. I have a question for you, Andy. You remember when you sent me something about the uh, a true crime podcast? Was that like The Onion or it was Hard a parody headline? Parody hairline. Yeah, it was a parody headline. The number of true crime podcasts uh, <laughs> surpasses number of murders. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I got a tickle in my throat, so if I cough, I apologize. But that cracked me up. I mean, <laughs> I think it was like Babylon B, or you know, it was one of those. Funny I swear, places. I almost believed it. I was like, I mean, my dumbass. I think I might have a couple of beers. But I was like, is this true? It's certainly possible. There's something like six million podcasts, but there's obviously way more murders than that. Yes. Yeah, and yeah. that's six million total podcasts. I don't know how many of those are true crime. Probably ninety-eight percent of them. So many weird um, podcasts. Yeah. Yeah. I would say ninety-eight percent, and maybe one percent is real estate. Yeah. I and swear, they, every time we take a road trip, Cheryl's like, "I got a new true crime podcast," and it's like some other 
brand new one. I, you know, I wonder if there's a podcast about porn that dudes do. It would be much more approachable if girls did it because it'd be like, oh, that's fine. Well, th- those say, exist, I'm sure. Do you think you know. there's podcasts about, like, I just think it would be weird to sit there and go, so I watched this one, uh, you know, it was called, uh, uh, you know, Avatitties. And, you know, like They're Avatar. Blue. Yeah. Ava balls. Ava so, like, what, what we do, but with porn movies? Yeah. <laughs> Like, wouldn't that be weird? I just think, I, I don't know, like, I mean... I mean Lord of the G-String. <laughs> yeah. Real movie, by the way. EP. Uh, <laughs> it's an alien that pisses on you. Oh, gross. Uh, <laughs> Elliot. <laughs> no wonder you needed me to turn you up. You're wearing your earphones over, like, a, a oh, yeah. weird uh, toque hat, yeah. or whatever those hats are with the we'll ear the flaps. <laughs> the, but... Uh, no wonder he can't hear. I was. I didn't even uh, think of jeez. Fade to Black. Yes. Um, this movie is total cinephile porn. Oh, God, yeah. Andy, this movie is like documenting a person's downward spiral through internal self-mental chaos. The idea of where a journey to nowhere caused by their admiration to some of Hollywood's cinematic masterpiece, delusion, self-doubt created by violent tendencies. But again, I'm no cinephile. Perfect. That's very well written, friend. <laughs> Nailed it. I kind of started feeling bad for her. I thought you were uh, going to say it, this movie's like Joker without the makeup. But wait, at one point he had makeup on. <laughs> yeah. He did. It's um, a lot like Joker with Joaquin Phoenix. I didn't see it. Oh, it's just a lot like guy getting crapped on by society who sort of says enough is enough, you know. That's exactly what happened. We're going to dive into it. Um, we hope that you uh, do as well. It's an easy watch, in my opinion. Second watch yes. was quite a lot of fast-forwarding. But uh, the associate producer, Joseph Wolf, uh, was the gentleman who wrote the music video thriller starring Michael Jackson. No kidding. Yeah, I'm kidding. Fake, fake news. God damn it. Um, <laughs> Son of a bitch. So let's just go ahead and get into the mix. <laughs> yeah, but did you know? <laughs> There's a lot of facts here. Did you know that Officer Ann o- Ocean Bowl... Yeah, Officer Ocean Bowl. The actress, Gwen Guilford. Yes. She was pregnant during the filming. <laughs> and they covered they, most of the shots, like, now kept her stomach sense. out of it. It makes sense. Yeah. And did you know that the the baby she had oh. is actor Chris Pine? No Chris, way. Chris Pine's mom. I'm not kidding. That would be such a great fake fact news. Like, it, yeah, but it's true. <laughs> Gwen Guilford was pregnant during filming a production Chris team. Chris fucking her stomach. Pine. That baby is now actor Chris Pine. Your mom was in this movie. <laughs> yeah, and you were in the movie too, kind of. Kind of, yeah. If someone had a camera up of Snatch, I mean, you might have seen like his little feet or something. <laughs> Jesus. Holy shit, that's Chris Pine? Yeah, Chris Pine's mom. That is an amazing, that is, that's so we'll, a cool We'll talk about her, yeah. but yeah, we're going to touch on this whole uh, movie, we're going to spoil the whole thing, like we said, email us if you've seen it or want to comment, uh, slash you podcast at gmail.com. And if any other podcasters out there want to collaborate, or if there's uh, a movie that you want us to see that we haven't, I mean, we've, we've seen like over 100 movies, so yeah, there's thousands more, but we're also venturing into nutty movies that are, that kind of go out of that old school genre, so, because again, I know I brought this up earlier in the podcast, I just kind of love how it's a love note, like the love notes are coming back for the slasher genre, we're so stoked on that. But now, without yeah. further ado, <laughs> it is now time for Andy Demo. 
This is Clipkill Motherfucking! It's brought to you by Flip Flops. If you are walking on the beach but don't want to get sand between your toes, or you just want to run out and grab the mail and just want to throw something easy on, grab some Flip Flops. And now, 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 Fendi Demos is Clipkill No. <laughs> Thank you to Flip Flops. I threw out my Crocs because Flip Flops are better. Uh, Crocs, really? Yeah. You don't want to. Yeah, Crocs are Crocs are nothing. Flip Flops are great because they sponsored the Cliff Gill notes. Crocs are for lazy what? people and chefs. I I like my Crocs actually. Anyway, uh, just for quick stuff outside. Here we go. Cliff Kill Notes. Uh, brief summary of the movie so you can follow along with us. But please go watch it. Nick and I watched it, I believe, on Shudder. Uh, I just rented it, so yeah. I could just... Oh, I watched it on Shudder. I know I have Shudder. Available but... for rent and other other uh, platforms. So here we go. Young Eric Binford. He's in a rut. He works a dead-end job. He lives with his verbally abusive Aunt Stella. He has no romantic prospects. The only thing that Eric loves is movies. He's a huge cinephile. Yes, uh, people. Is. People can only take so much verbal and mental abuse, Nick. And after Eric gets stood up on a date, all the wrongs in his life seem to push him over the edge. He retreats mentally into the movies he loves and becomes a killer. That's kind of it. Ooh, retreats into the movies he loves? Yeah, can my, I, who's the cinephile now? <laughs> yeah. Can I, re- can, can I take off my pants? You can. That was you did, awesome. You haven't already? <laughs> that was... I thought you always did it when we yeah, said I guess you can't really see me. That was well well put. Thank you. That was rad. But that's what that, happens. That is. Yeah. It's, it's kind of like a... Um, it's it's a deep dive. It is like I said, cinephile whacking material for uh, sure. This would this would be great. So it's a really easy opening. It's opening credits, and we just settle on our hero, main character, main yeah, character Eric. right away, Eric Benford. He's in his late twenties. No relation to Benford Tools from the old Home Improvement show. I didn't know Tim I didn't Taylor know. Benford Tools. Sorry, um, that was my first. <laughs> I didn't know. I didn't derailed. I didn't watch that coked out Republican TV show. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. It was uh, really funny. Tool time and I remember home improvement. I remember about it was Pamela Anderson. Yeah, she was in there. Yeah, she was the Benford girl. Yeah. So um, Eric Benford. Eric Benford, late twenties. <laughs> He's a geeky, uh, shallow kind of a movie nerd. Yep. Uh, he's got a. Um, you know, an aunt, st- you know, he has an aunt, Aunt Stella. Yep. She's not happy. She kind of yep. goes into a story real quick. You know, like, I mean, there's so many moments within this movie, Andy. Yeah. I'm not going to go off on a tangent here, but it's like where we talked about the second watch. Yeah. There's so many. I, it's an hour and 41 minutes, like I said. I second watch, I think I watched it like in an hour. You can zip through it pretty fast um, uh, once this, you've seen it once. And Stella's like, you know, uh, your mom would be so disappointed in you. She died giving birth to you. She could have been someone. Yeah. Uh, it's noted to say that Aunt Stella is, you know, who he lives with, is in a wheelchair. Right. And she talks about that, too. The The reason that she's in a wheelchair is because when he was a little kid and he got sick and she left that party to come get him and... Yeah. Must have gotten in an accident. Accident or something, yeah. And he's like, I didn't ask the sitter to call you. I was four years old. Jesus Christ, you know. Yeah. Uh, so she, let's, let's just she's more or less just laying it on him. Like, she, you're worthless, and you're a burden on me. And Yes. Yeah, I used to be a famous dancer. Your mom and I were a great team. And It's the beginning of... You're a piece of shit. Yeah, it's the beginning of, like, the... The shit scene. At breakfast with him, he has visions of shoving the gr- half a grapefruit right into his aunt's face, just like in the movie pu- The Public Enemy, yeah, 1931. In fact, they show a little clip of it, you know, 
Yeah, they- How about this, Stella? And the guy shoves a grapefruit in her face. So he pictures doing that to his aunt. Aunt? Aunt? Auntie. 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 I kind of started, I learned Mm. a little bit. You know, they did have some callbacks to movies, of course, that we've seen and we've done. Mm -hmm. Halloween, Tourist Trap. But uh, I did get to kind of fall into a little bit of self-aware knowledge of some of these older movies that I didn't know much about. The black and white ones. Yeah. Yeah, I looked it up. There's a lot of references to other movies in this movie. The Public Enemy, White Heat, Kiss of Death, Casablanca, Psycho, um, Creature from the Black Lagoon, Prince, tons of others. Prince and the Showgirl, the Prince and the Showgirl, the Marilyn Monroe movie. Yeah. So uh, they referenced tons of old movies. Yeah. In this the, movie. The, the, like, the idea is good. I just think it yeah. could have been executed a little better. First off, way more gore. There was none. Yeah, it wasn't very good on the gore. I mean, really, this movie could have been used uh, as a documentary to dis- discourage teens from smoking. Do you believe how many cigarettes? <laughs> he it was a chain smoker. I mean, I'm, I, it bothered me kind of. I was like, holy yeah. fuck. Yeah, he so, had a lot of cigarettes. But, just one after another. But uh, it really, it's just kind of a, this scene, the beginning scene set up, he's into movies, mm-hmm. but, and he's got to get ready for uh, uh, his job. Yeah, he's off to work. But the thing they, that I thought was interesting when he shows off to work and his aunt's in a wheelchair. How does she get up and down those steps? There's no wheelchair ramp, so it's like she's stuck at the house. The There's whole an time. elevator. There's an elevator in the house. I yeah, know I know that. But, but when how she, does she get out of the house? Yeah, down to the down street, the, down the steps because maybe it she doesn't. Shows the name on the box, Benford, mm-hmm. the mailbox, mm-hmm. and the name of the street, Market Street, I believe. Yep. And that is just like total four more shadowing. shadowing. So Eric goes off to work, and he works at a film delivery house where there's thousands upon thousands of old-school film reels all in their metal casing, uh, which I think nowadays films are largely delivered on discs. They're doing CD-ROMs or whatever. Shit, fucking thumb drive. Yeah, stuff like that, but th- this is the old school reels. Uh, uh, 8mm yeah. or 16mm, whatever the, like the film. Uh, literal film, and he works there. He works where they deliver all these over, all around Hollywood. This is taking place in Hollywood. I was wanting to ask you that. I thought it was an <clears throat> ad firm production because, you know, his boss was like, my delivery boy dropped off those ads. Yeah. So, oh, so maybe it's just production. I don't know. It's all films. I think it's production, but it's yeah. like where they drop off ads for films. I, I don't yeah. know. It never really settles in. Well, that's where he works. We meet his boss, Mr. Marty Berger, who is... Dick. Uh, who takes pills, Nick, for a heart condition. More foreshadowing. More foreshadowing. There's a lot of foreshadowing <laughs> in this film. I will say this for this dick smack that uh, is his boss. Mr. Burger. Mr. Burger. <laughs> he, he's that, I mean, let's just say that, tr- the, the as you always call it out, the typical boss dick smack trope. Yeah, totally. Hey, you're a worthless nobody. I hate you. I just, you're not going to have this job much longer, you fucking cock smoke. You know, yeah. So. They need, uh, Eric needs to go deliver. They have a Vespa little Vespa scooter that's owned by the delivery place. Yeah, the studio, yeah. And he's got to make his deliveries there, but Eric needs money for gas for the Vespa because he screwed up and he lost the petty cash. You know, Mr. Burger, choose him out, blah, blah, blah. You know, just that's coming out of your paycheck, yeah. Binford. We're establishing characters right yeah, now. Yeah, that's that all sounded, doing. That sounded cinephile as fuck. Yeah, but but you're not wrong, yeah. you know. So even if it is, even if you are a gross cinephile, you're, you're I'm not coming. You're not incorrect. I'm gonna get a tattoo that says well, I don't know where I'll put it, but I'll put cinephile life, like thug life, but cinephile across life. your across your stomach. Yeah, I want but it right it's like below my belly button. Yeah, you know, it's gonna be kind of like those nerd <laughs> things. Like, do you know who the associate producer? Like, you know, kind of like a mm. nerd thing, like where you can like do this trivia. But <laughs> um, this is when we skip over to meet the trope detective Gallagher, the police yeah. station. Yeah, yeah. The police station where. Uh, this is where we meet uh, Chris Pine's mom. 
Yeah. He's in the belly right there. We meet Captain Gallagher and Dr. Dr. Jerry Morardi, who's yeah. kind of like a hippie in the sense that he really wants to help convicted criminals instead of just prosecuting them and letting them rot in jail cell. Yeah, he's a, what, like a criminal psychiatrist? Yes. I guess he's new there. And Captain Gallagher's explaining to him that um, he doesn't really buy into your medical mumbo-jumbo. Yeah. But uh, Dr. Moriarty is saying, like, hey, I'm there. I'm here to help rehab criminals so they can repay society rather than soak up taxpayer money in prison. Obviously, not a bad argument, you know. He just wants to give people a second chance, which is noble. Um, because this is starting to interrupt. This is yeah. the time, too, where, like, if you, you you got caught, like, with fucking a gram of weed, you're probably yeah. in jail for, like, a year. Boom, go to jail. Yeah, yeah. so. But uh, Dr. Moriarty recognizes that there are people out there, criminals, who are literally just sick in the head and he's there to help them rather than lock them up but Captain Gallagher isn't having it he's like it's all stupid I think you're dumb yeah um, and he talks like this and he talks like this and that's yeah Officer Ann Ocean Bull who's uh, pregnant Chris Pine's mom shows uh, Dr. Moriarty to his new office which used to be the drunk tank yeah I, I uh, fast forward the yeah. fuck out of this she thing. also likes him though she talks about his literature and the file yeah she, she's uh, like you're an interesting yeah. guy yeah so she and, she likes him and she does the whole hair touch yeah you know um, here you are in the flesh touch lock of my hair meaning flirty <laughs> yeah she's definitely into that mu- you know mustaches are big right and ocean <laughs> bull semen that uh, is how chris uh, pine uh, was uh formed in the uh Vaginal cavity. Great. Hey, let's head to the That's beach. That's awesome. Yeah, let's go to the beach and where let's we meet, meet. Stacy and fucking Marilyn. Her name's Marilyn, and she's a Marilyn Monroe dead ringer. Dead ringer. Looks just like Marilyn I mean, Monroe. I'm watching the movie. She looks <clears> like our milkmaid for one of our uh, dolls that we have hanging in our studio. How? Not quite, not quite like that. How would her parents, when she was born, be like, well, let's say, name her Marilyn, and then she just grows up to look exactly like Marilyn Monroe? <laughs> Well, I mean, what a coincidence. I mean, sure, you know. <laughs> I, I, it's like if you think about it, like you could grow up into being someone. Like, I'm kind of starting to look like Nick Nolte. Are you? Don't you think? Yeah, I guess I can see it. So, I saw I, a meme I, the other day about uh, Tom Hanks' kids said, You name one of them Colin, you're going to get a Colin. You name the other one, what's his name? Chad or no, it's Brad or what's God the other it. Hanks? And I know, and that's I, what you're gonna get because they showed him side by side, and the one looks like a Colin, and the other one looks like no, Colin is his name, and then Chet, Chet, yeah, yeah name him Chet, you're gonna get a Chet, name him Colin, <laughs> you're gonna get a Colin, dude. Chet Hanks is fucking off the so, fucking rails, dude. Yeah, he, he so is, there you go, <laughs> he is nuts. Name, name her Marilyn, you're gonna get a Marilyn. <laughs> But it, isn't it amazing? She looks just like her. Yes. And the milkmaid that I'll put up on uh, our Perfect. socials. Our, um, and uh, her stereotype, Stacy friend. Yeah, who's just like, I'm, I'm your friend, and I just hang out with you. And I always steer clear because every gentleman that sees her, probably yeah. even anybody who sees her. The boys like her. And, yeah, probably the girls, too. I mean. She's I, a struggling actress, though, here in Hollywood. Yeah, and they're jogging, which is was a fad at the time. They thought jogging was going to be a fad, like I oh, mean, like was, an anchorman. Yeah, and maybe like, it's pronounced jogging. The yeah, soft jogging. J. Yeah, apparently you just run. Yeah, <laughs> I still can't believe it took. I mean, I would figure like when I found out that it was like happened like in the late seventies, early eighties, like jogging started. Yeah, yeah. I, it kind of surprised me. Well, I think up until then, people had other things to do to stay in shape. Manual labor. Like walking? I just would think it would be a natural thing you do. Like, you know, like. Do you you don't think they went jogging in the 1800s, though, dude? (laughs) They were busy. (laughs) 
with keeping, you know, the farm. They were always yeah. fit. They were like always fit doing yeah, other regular day to day shit. They weren't like eating, yeah. you know, fast food really it, wasn't. The around. advent, the industrial uh, uh, revolution, and the advent of technology making our lives easier. Now we have to jog just to stay in shape. Yeah. So that's an interesting <laughs> fact, but they, they yeah. you know, as two like girls in their twenties are like, right. let's go pig out. Let's set. just go eat a bunch of fries and burgers or yes. whatever. So off go Stacy Maryland and we head back to the production studio. Yeah. Where we meet Richie and Bart. Richie played Mickey by Rourke. Mickey Rourke, the wrestler. Very young Mickey Rourke. Good looking young man. Mm-hmm. I mean, I was even telling Jodes, I was like, dude, this guy is smoking hot. Mickey Rourke, uh, yeah, it was a heartthrob. They were, yeah, they, they were the bullies. But uh, yeah, Rich and Bart's like his little sidekick friend. That's like you know two feet tall. Like, right. Richie, Richie, what so are you, doing, you get the stereotype: Richie the bully, Bart the the bully's uh, henchman, and they are coworkers of Eric and total douchebags to him. He makes a bet with them, Nick, about some movie trivia on Casablanca. Yeah, in Casablanca, what was Rick's full name? And if you guys don't know the answer in forty eight hours, you owe me twenty bucks each. And, yeah, they didn't have Google or. Right. But he know, said you can't look at the film. You can't look at the script. Like, you just got to come up with it. Weird, because even... You uh, and I would bust out our phones. Yeah. <laughs> but Richie, but to Richie's, <clears throat> to Mickey Rourke's character, Richie, he was he was kind of like, I've seen that movie over 50 times. I know a back, like the back of my hand. Right. He still gives them 48 hours. Yeah. They bet 20 bucks, which I thought was interesting, because Richie goes, oh, that's a lot of money, but the bet's on. Because yeah. he says, I get $20 from each of you, and if, and, if, and, if, and if you win, if you get the answer right, I'll give you 50. Mm-hmm. 20 bucks... In 1980, mm-hmm. $73 today. No kidding. So, I mean, I guess, I mean, if you think decent about it. decent chunk of change. Yeah, I mean, if you're working at it, it's like, you know. Did you 20- really look it up, yeah. the math on that? Mm-hmm. I can believe that. 20 and bucks then, after 73 today. Yeah, so, I mean, they're betting like damn. 70 bucks, you know. like Yeah, a piece. Yeah. Bart and Richie. Yeah. So, Eric stands to make, what, 146 dollars if he was hanging out fucking 2021 (laughs) but 23 23 come on nick jesus nick you're two years off i know covid messed you up that much hey (laughs) oh my god so um they bet what in casablanca what was rick's full name and they uh you know do we ever find out the answer I don't recall. We can just Google it on our phones. But Eric leaves them, and Ricky or Richie and Bart are just kind of like, you know what? They don't want to admit they don't know. Yeah. <laughs> but they're just like, ah, whatever. He's a, he's an he's asshole. A yeah, he's a tool. Out, yeah, we'll, we'll figure it out. Don't worry. He's just a jerk. Eric stops for lunch at a diner. He yeah. He said of going on his errands, so he's right. like, fuck it. I'm gonna. He's go a space case. Yeah. So he's a terrible employee. Yeah. So his boss, even though his boss berates him, his boss is correct. Yes. Good yeah. call. All Good right. call. So. <laughs> I don't want us to think that Mr. Burger is a total prick. I mean, he well, is. Well, he is a prick. But I mean, like he's if, not unjustified here. But if Dr. Moriarty <laughs> would have been his boss, he'd have been like, let's talk about your problems and figure right. out how we can make you a better how employee. How come you can't stay focused at work? Yes. Here, is it some deep-seated trauma? Try on my yoga pants. Here. Smell yeah. them. <laughs> so while Eric stops for, for lunch at this diner, uh, he meets Marilyn, bumps into Marilyn and Stacy, ends up... Uh, he is just like, he's enthralled. Yeah, you look just like, yeah, I get it all the time. Yeah, and he has that just dream like where, where she, he goes into a dream kind of focus mm-hmm. where she gets up from the table and goes, Happy birthday, <laughs> Mr. Eric. Sexy. Yeah. So, um, ends up uh, kind of talking with her, flirting with her. Um, yeah, he, he, talking to her some trivia about it, the creature from the Black Lagoon. What movie did uh, What movie did you go see in uh, Seven Year Itch? And he oh, was like, the movie that Marilyn Monroe, Monroe went in Seven Year Itch. And he's like, I'll give you a hint. It's a horror movie, and he's green. So she goes, Frankenstein. Yeah. 
He's like, no, but he's kind of a dick. After he says it's the creature from the Black Lagoon, a creature from the Black Lagoon, he's like, looks at Stacy, he goes, stupid. Yeah. I would think that would be a red flag. Let's say you and I were hanging out and like somebody came up to us and it was like, and I was like, they were hitting on you. Yeah. And they called me stupid. I'd yeah. be like, dude, they just called me stupid. Don't go out with them. You know, so. A little bit of a red flag. But yeah, he's socially awkward. He's really bad at social interaction. Yeah, so, but she's kind of, she's flirting with him, I think. Right. Marilyn Monroe, well, Marilyn. Yeah. Uh, but she's credited as Marilyn Monroe in the IMDb, but she uh, <laughs> she kind of flirts with him, starts kind of, you know, saying, you know, hey, well, well, what's up with you? Like, were you, and he's like, well, I'm working. And she's like, well, give me a ride back to work. United States of America, because she's, yeah. uh, she works at a roller she rink. She works at the roller rink. <laughs> and so she, they give, they, it's a ride on a scooter where they have a conversation uh, I fast forward this part. It really is just about yeah. movies. They're just flirting and stuff, and he ends up asking her out yeah. to a movie tonight. To a date movie, yeah. A tonight, date. let's go to a movie, a date, 8 p.m. Perfect. I'll see you there. Great. Awesome. Mm -hmm. Back at Dr. Moriarty's office in the police station, he's playing harmonica. And, do, and doing cocaine. And doing cocaine. I, this movie had everything. I wanted to say <laughs> this, though. Do you think it was snuff? Do you remember snuff is that tobacco? Uh, no. It, if we can... It's... He it, snorted it though. I know. Is that what you snuff. did? Yeah, oh. it was stuff. Was a tobacco. Oh. And uh, it, I think it's. I know you could get it when I was like a kid. I'd see it. It was like little sure. canisters, like, um, like chewing tobacco. Chewing tobacco, but smaller, <clears throat> like small mint cases or something. And you would just pull it out, and so it was like a quick hit of tobacco. Was it an upper? Oh yeah, like okay. it was just like woo. Like I mean, so is tobacco oh. is considered a caffeine. Sure, sure. You know, so. But he's playing harmonica. He puts a little on his yeah. knuckle. And then I joke and that then it was cocaine. He, me too. I thought it was cocaine because he starts playing the harmonica like crazy fast, and he jumps up out of his chair. And uh, Officer Ann is, you know, spying on him, kind of smiling at how cute he looks. But then when she sees him snort, she's like, "Oh, drugs are bad." And he's just like, "Hi, Ann." And they smash cut to his house, and the two of them are having sex. Yeah, and, they, <laughs> and when they're done, they come up with a bag. They come up with a bag of Ritz crackers. <laughs> and a half-empty bottle of champagne. I'm like, what's Woo! going on under the covers? Well, Rich Crackers are involved. Some food play, baby. Dude, I know. <laughs> I'm going to put these on your areolas, and I'm going to eat it really slowly Good off. Lord. And if it falls off your areola, you get to spank me. <laughs> that Is would that, be the... That's what your brain came up with for this, <laughs> for this scenario? Well, I mean, well, I mean, if they came out, like, I mean, okay, maybe they were just having a snack, and then it was like... You One know, thing led to another. You know, net Netflix and Ritz. You know, so Ooh, it was. Yeah, it was. But they come up and this Friday on Fox, Netflix and Ritz <laughs> take on the crime syndicate. It's a buddy cop show. <laughs> Netflix, Netflix and Ritz. And Ritz. I think it'd be one of the pornos that we would do a podcast for. Like, it would be called Porn You or something. Sure. And it'd be like, so this scene, uh, he takes, it's like, it's a game. And you put, like, you put, like, four <laughs> four Ritz crackers on an erected penis. And okay. And you go see, okay, I got to eat them all off your penis. And if one falls off, I get a bad spanking. Great. So, <laughs> basically, the relationship is starting here between <laughs> Moriarty Dr. Moriarty and Officer Ann. Um, <coughs> yeah. He talks all about how, uh, this the pillow talk, talks all about how movies and TV are planting all kinds of ideas in the kids' heads these days. Um, yep. He's not wrong, but yeah, it's uh, that's kind of that just It's that. showing his uh, compassion. I think. Right. And, he's and, out and, to help these people because uh, they're victims of outside influences. And Chris Pine's mom's like, oh, he's so rad. <laughs> then we kind of, uh, we, we head over back to Eric's place and he's stoked, Andy. He's getting ready yeah. uh, for his date with Marilyn Monroe and his mom, or his 
His aunt's like, yeah, whatever. Yeah. But this is a weird part to me, Andy, and I, I was hoping maybe you could dive into this a little bit more. Um, he's like, hey, can I get a loan? With uh, the With usual. the same, same interest. And she's like, sure, but I want you to come home early because I want to. And she says it very seductively. I want a back rub. Come home right home after the movie because I want a back rub. And he kind of like freaks out. Like, do you think that's that probably was a, the interest on the loan? Yeah, I did, well, I dig it. <laughs> but do you think it's like? Do you think he's banging his aunt? No, I hope not. I really hope not. That's that's a no. That's a hard no from me. It's gonna be a no from me, Nick. I, <laughs> I don't think that's happening here. Oh, shit. Uh, I think I just she just. It, I just thought it was weird. Right. I just thought because she's like and she's smirking and I'm smiling like wink wink. Come home and give my back a rub, and I'm like, oh god! Like, I think it, she's just exerting control over him. It's a little bit of a maybe. I can dig that Norman Bates situation. Maybe. I can dig that. I just thought it was yeah. extremely weird. But um, anyway, you know, so he gets he gets the cash. Uh, I think she gives him ten bucks, which again would have been thirty five dollars. Yep, plenty for a night out. Yeah, right. He needs to. He heads to the movie, um, but she Marilyn is actually hanging out with a guy named Joey who is a photographer and also probably best well-known from the very popular 80s show uh, 30-something. Oh, okay. It That's was, who that was. Yeah. Uh, he is just a quick part. He's a good-looking guy. Yeah. And Marilyn's talking to him. and uh, They're having dinner. Yeah, she spaces out, though. She really totally to be, I felt like she spaced out. Yeah, they were out at dinner. And I think, yeah, this Joey guy is inviting her over to take some pics or whatever. And that's when she realizes, oh, shit, I was supposed to meet somebody. Yep. In uh, Westwood Village hours ago, because yeah. um, she totally forgot. Yeah. I, don't, I think it was an innocent. I think uh, it was because she mind. does. She, like you know, she's like, I gotta go. Yeah. But he, he while while you know, he's like, shit, it's nine o'clock. She's not here. Right. You Eric. Know, he, he, he kind of goes on the look. You know, he feel. You know, he. It's like, is that you, Marilyn? Marilyn. Oh what yeah. Was, what was with the truck full of immigrants? Well, I don't know. By? Like there was a big bus full of people that was waving at the camera. Yeah, and, and it was like, hey, really I like your tie. And it, to me, it felt know. like it was weird. It was at him just getting made fun of by people coming, driving by. It was silly. It was very silly. So, Thank you. Yeah. I just More it, or less, Eric has been stood up. He ultimately gives up looking for but Marilyn. But she does try to track him down, yep. you know, but it's kind of just like a montage of him walking around dejected. Yep. But the good news is, Andy, he does meet a nice prostitute. That's right. A lady of the evening um, is trying to... Pick up a, her next job. Hitch a ride on her back. Trying to hitch a ride on my back. You know what I mean? <laughs> yeah. And Eric's just like, well, I have 10 bucks. <laughs> Which is $35. Yeah, but they're not having sex in 2023. <laughs> this is 1980. I know, but yeah. that's what I'm saying. Like, So 10 bucks to her isn't... It's, She's, it's nothing. It would be like me going to a, a, a lady of the night or a sex worker now, right now. 35 bucks. $35. Where on OnlyFans, that would probably get me like six fucking subscriptions. Mm, well, They're always on sale. She rejects him. Yes. Yeah. Hope your balls freeze off. Uh, <laughs> so back at home, Eric is drowning his sorrows in a movie. A James uh, Cagney movie. He's watching Fade to Black. Yep. No, sorry. Is that what he... Yeah, he's yeah. watching Fade to Black. That's the name of this movie. Sorry. Yeah. Uh yeah, an old the old one. Um, when his aunt Stella busts in, goes nuts and just goes ape shit on him. Like you got to knock this off. You spent all your money on movies and posters and stupid stuff, and she, knocks over the movie projector. Yeah, which is probably like you like you like pretty valuable piece of equipment. Yeah, like taking away <laughs> like you know like you like gaming like taking away that taking away like take away his Xbox. Yeah. Oh. You know, like I mean, it's like like destroying it. Like as she knocks it, she over. knocks it over. That yeah. could damage it, and it's probably a pretty valuable thing. Exactly. Um. Right at the part in the movie 
uh, that he was watching where the guy pushes a woman down the stairs in a wheelchair. So this is happening parallel. The movie he was watching was about to get that part and his, his aunt in the wheelchairs berating him. He just loses his shit and pushes her down the stairs in her wheelchair. Yeah, and I guess I know we're not doing it because there really wasn't anything worth dick shot kill of the weeks. But do you think there's something wrong with me, Andy? I just love wheelchair kills. I just think <laughs> I don't think don't there's go, anything. Don't wrong go in the woods was a great wheelchair kill. Yep, there's yep. a great one. I believe it's in the second Friday the Thirteenth or Third. Don't get on me, uh, eight listeners. That's okay. Uh, um, and this one, I just always think it's pretty rad. Like when it's because it's like. <laughs> I mean, it's, even the handicapped aren't safe yeah, from I the mean, killers. I think it'd be a pretty easy kill. You know? <laughs> it's low hanging fruit if you're Jason Voorhees, you know, <laughs> right? Yeah. Oh, you're in a wheelchair. <laughs> Sorry, <laughs> that's low hanging fruit. Oh, you don't get a pass. I'll save you for last. Right, right. I mean, if you're a slasher, you're a killer. You're right. You got to be equal opportunity. You got to kill everyone. Kids. Yeah. Uh, yes. People who are wheelchair bound, not, the not mentally animals. disabled, not animals, no animals. That's right. No animals humans. Don't. I'm strictly humans here. Yeah. Uh, if you, I mean, if you're gonna kill, you gotta cross the board. <laughs> you know, Jason Voorhees doesn't discriminate, and neither does Eric Binford. Yeah, and one thing, too quick. <laughs> I know it's an old school one, which I think we should do. Uh, you know, I know we talked about Christine, but uh, Maximum Overdrive. I love that one. Like when the vending machine goes nuts, kills all the kids out in the field. You know, <laughs> okay. I, and I know that sounds morbid, but I'm just like I'm like you, where there's nothing to hide. So uh, yeah. everyone's welcome. Um, the 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 Aunt Stella is no longer with us. He's nope. really losing it, Eric. Andy, uh, Eric, in my opinion, that's what I wrote. He's really losing it, Andy. This Eric kid. He, his eyes are all red bloodshot as he sort of like smiles at himself in the mirror, but then cries. Ultimately, I think gets like literally sick about it. And he kind of yep. dry heaves. Yep. Uh, and that's the end of that scene. We go to Aunt Stella's funeral. I love this scene. Eric's all dressed up super really nice. And it seems he maybe got a good Ooh. chunk of change from a life insurance policy. Yep. What's the deal with him and the priest? I, I missed it. Did he like bribe the priest there for no. something? They always ask for donations. Oh. He wanted his aunt to be buried next to Marilyn Monroe. Oh. And the priest is like, dude, there are no plots there next to Marilyn. We'll find a good spot for her. Here, take her ashes. Yeah. Take some time. Think about it. But I thought this religious commentary was rad because the priest is walking down and gets in a fucking limousine with yeah. a cross on it. <laughs> 1980, they knew it was More up. money than God. Exactly. Well, These this is what happens what when you don't scam. pay taxes. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Religion is the biggest fucking scam we won't get into that, but I just thought it because he gets in the back of a limo with a cross on the door, fucking beautiful limo, and he's like, "Well, I gotta do this. I gotta, uh, I gotta brisk. I got a fucking yeah. wedding, you know." Like he's so gotta, that's what that's what happens when you don't pay taxes. You see how much money you have. Mm. You imagine if you and I didn't pay, have to pay taxes, how much well, money we'd have. Let's just start slash you. Yeah. Let's just start like slash you isms, don't. and we'll start it like. <laughs> and who wants to join? We'll start a religious cult. Just want to keep more of what I worked for. That's yes. all. Anyway. <laughs> Aunt Stella's uh, gone. He, Eric is... Uh, Another good scene. Not really happy uh, with all of her shit. Yeah, he's, he's burning, burning a bunch of her memorial. books. Yeah. On health. I, I think she was kind of into health, even though she was in a wheelchair. But, right. Um, she was always trying to get him to eat grapefruit and stuff. Yeah. Yeah. He takes all the well. healthy food out of the fridge and throws it away, burns all of her books. He puts his cigarette I'll, out in her urn. That is such a fuck you moment. Yeah. Dude, I wrote that hatred shown very well as he puts his cigarette out in her ashes. Yeah. That to me is like saying, fuck you. It's almost like pissing in the ashes in my opinion. Pretty close. Or yep. mixing them in a smoothie with some protein powder. <laughs> 
I or snorting them. Didn't I, Mick Jagger do that? Snort somebody's ashes? Yeah. Well, I didn't remember that. And yeah. he, he didn't know. It's kind of like a, like kind of like just drunk. But I had a f- uncle um, who had a friend that died, and they got cremated. They said, "I want you to smoke me." Mm. So they laced it in some weed. Mm-hmm. You know, and people were high going. I saw visions of her. Mm. I don't know. I don't know. I guess like because I, you have a lot of ashes. I mean, I'd smoke you if you were like, yo, you know, like, you know, throw me in a, throw me in a blunt mm. or throw me in some papels. Well, that's good. I'm honored. Um, would you smoke me? I suppose. I mean, I don't know what the... Can you burn ashes? I, yeah, I don't know. Because I don't know how that works and I don't know if there's, there's any... There's got to be some bone fragments in there. Is there any um, dangerous possibilities? Any consequences? Probably. I put a lot of shit in my body, man, so... <laughs> like, can that affect you, like... Negatively in any way. No, it but I will tell I... you this: your sperm count will go way up, huh? Way up. That's, that's just what I do. No, see, uh, that's an issue, though. The doctor told me it's already too high. I have to. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey, but, um, this is an interesting scene, Andy. Uh, the male person, yeah, uh, is the what... hot postal worker. I God, said, I know she was pretty good looking. Notices the name on the mailbox got... is different. Yeah, uh, it's now uh, Cody Garrett. Jarrett. Jarrett, thank you. Cody Jarrett, thank you. From uh, James Cagney movie from 1949, White Heat. White Heat. Uh, and also the street name is different. Yes, uh, River, and I think... River that, Street. River Street, I think that Also was, from the movie. Yeah, exactly. So this postal worker knocks on the door is just like, oh, Eric, it's you. I thought somebody else... I thought you moved because the name of the mailbox is different. And he's just like, I don't know what you're talking about. The name's Jarrett. Cody, yeah. Cody Jarrett. And he... Grabs the mail from her and walks back into the house. Yeah, she notices the street and she's like, "That's a fucking weird dude, yeah. man." Right. So, how could you change the name of a street nowadays? I feel like that he would probably be... just climbed up there and changed the sign. Yeah. Which you're right, you probably get in trouble with the city. <laughs> I mean, if I went to, I live on Graham Street, so if I just went yeah. there, I'm gonna name it Nick Street. Right. They you would know, probably say, they, "Um, yeah. you can't do that, sir." <laughs> they probably look for a Nick on the street and they'd see Nicholas. <laughs> Fuck, I'd be fucked. Um, Note to self: Frame Nick by changing the street. <laughs> Name to Nick Street, so I the got, cops got, blame him. I got a raspy throat. I apologize. Um, then we then go to Eric putting on makeup. Yeah, he's uh, getting uh, he's getting uh, done up to look like Brom Stroker's Dracula. Stroker. Yeah. I thought it was Stoker. Oh yeah, Stoker. Bram Stoker's Dracula. Um, he goes to a screening um, uh, in costume. Night of the Living Dead. 1968's Night of the Living Dead. Dude, yeah. that was so rad for its time. I don't know if you've seen the whole movie. Haven't you seen the whole movie, Black and White? Fucking George Marrero's first, um, for, for, you know, into the zombie realm. Yeah, have I? It is insanely fuck. Because I, what I thought was rad about this scene, you yeah. know, again, 1980, like people watch it. We watch it now and kind of like, because <laughs> we were desensitized. We see so much other weird shit. Mm-hmm. 1980, you're seeing like. People like zombies are eating bugs and eating humans, like they, you know, this body was, parts, intestines. Yeah, this was filmed. You know, the the whole clan is from Pittsburgh, so it was filmed in Pennsylvania. Yeah, and it it just captures. I mean, it's gross. It's a creepy movie. Well, the whole theater here in this part is people dressed up. Yeah, it's Halloween. So uh, you I went to too. the yeah, you went to the movies. Well, they were just enthusiasts too. They could have just been enthusiasts dressed up. Like you a know, con, yeah. Like a con, like you go. I remember when the fir- when uh, the, the Matrix. Uh, no way. The sequel. Remember The Matrix? Of course, Keanu Reeves, and then there was the sequel, Matrix uh, 2, two yeah. Reloaded. I went to see that in the theater for a, a midnight release, and there was people like dressed up 
as like Neo, you know, the trench coat and the black glasses. Like they were enthusiasts. People go to the Star Wars releases. Star Wars, yeah. In Jedi costume and plastic lightsabers. I, I knew a dude that so saw. It's like this. With the like, 2001 when they did the Rogue or no, not whatever, the first Phantom one. Menace. Phantom Menace, yeah. Yeah. Uh, he saw it like fucking 30 times in movie theater. And every time he'd walk in, he'd always yell, mm-hmm. 14! <laughs> oh, his, the number he was on? Yeah. And so he'd be like, 24! <laughs> like, how many? I mean, I, I watched the movie twice, and I'm like, yeah. fuck, I get it. You know? Add up the money that he, for his ticket. Probably then, that many $8 times. a ticket, yeah. 30, 200, you know, 200. Times whatever time, yeah. 250 bucks Could have put that in an annuity, you know, the interest rate. <laughs> anyway. Yeah. Uh. <laughs> I guess it was a different time then, because now you just can buy it and own it and stream it. But anyway. For sure. Uh, this is, you know, so he's watching the movie, but we we uh, we jam over to Marilyn's house, and she's drinking wine. She's yeah. drunk. She gets in the shower. We see some boobies, which is always fun. And here comes Count Chocula. Eric sneaks into her house dressed Stupidest as scene. Dracula, and they essentially reenact the shower scene from Psycho. But he doesn't stab her, but he just pops open the the curtain with the knife. Hold no, re- re- he's holding a pen, dude. Oh, a pen? A pen? Did you? Oh, okay. He's holding a pen like a fucking knife. Yeah, yeah. And of course she screams. The f- she's like, "What the she fuck?" She screams. Yeah, so somebody busts in her house. He runs up, going, oh, "I wanted what your autograph." Right. And the pen falls in the shower, and, and they the show ink. the black ink, ink circling the drain. But stupid scene. It, Sorry, to it was meant to look like psycho. Yes, of course it was with the blood circling the drain. And Very her popular. screaming. But why would you hold a pen like? Can I get your autograph? Like, I don't know. and sneak in while she's showering. Because he's. He's crazy. All right. I dig it. But he was like asking for an autograph. I mean, it's, and I yeah. don't think she knew who he was. No. He broke into her house while she's showering. Yeah, but I mean, he's also dressed up. So. Dressed as Dracula. He ends up bumping into that Friendly lady, prostitute. that lady of the evening and uh, killing her. Yeah, he approaches her to kill her, and the chase is on. Yeah. But she trips, and it's a neck stab with, I guess, a piece of fence? I don't know. Yeah. But he didn't kill her. He could have just said they were role-playing, like, oh, I was dressed as Dracula, she was dressed as a prostitute. Well, he, like, bends down and kisses her neck. Oh, yeah, then he starts licking her blood. And he gets blood all over his face. And he does the Dracula. As if he's, yeah, really okay, a Dracula. That, that, I mean, at least he's committed. The Give guy should be committed. No. He thinks he is in the- He's very proactive. He's taking about, on these characters. He's very proactive when it comes to uh, right. his commitment to a cinephile. Yeah. Uh, cinema. Um, next day at work, here comes Richie and Bart. Yeah. And they fuck with him hard. They're blaming him. They're like, there were 100 Draculas at the movie last night, uh, fucking Benford. Yeah. You know, where were, were you, you there? Where, where were you? you? Where were you? And so they're just razzing him. Call him a shithead and all that sort of thing. Uh, Eric tries to collect the $40. Yeah. Uh, it's been two weeks. You guys owe me. You, we lost that bet. You owe me 20 bucks a piece. Not going to happen, buddy. And they're like, yeah, we still got time. But they, they stiff him. And he just says, Richie just says, you ever bother me about this again, I'll beat your ass. Yeah, and this is when I start to feel bad for him. Because this, like you said, like the <clears throat> Joker, again, I never saw that movie. But where it is, it's like, you know, how much can you take? Granted, he did get lost in, in the world of, of movies that, you know, he fell in love with. But, I mean, he is shit on every turnaround. Mm-hmm. Like, no friends, no, like you said in your Cliff Kill notes, no uh, romantic connections. You know, every time he turns around, you know, he's just getting shit on. So, yep. Um, uh, so after Richie and Bart, you know, shit on him, uh, he goes he goes home to watch uh, Hopalong Cassidy. Yeah, and he ends up dressing up like Hopalong Cassidy, complete with uh, like a prosthetic yeah mask on his face. Yeah, he made yeah he, like like uh, Michael Myers, uh, Rob Zombie's Michael Myers. He likes to make masks. He's so much of a cinephile that he's really good at like the makeup job, the props, 
the, the mask, the voice, the I mean, voice, the, the characterization. Yeah, yeah, he's really good. So he goes to stalk Richie and Bart at a carnival. Yeah, they're like at a carnival, like on a pier. You're just kind of being jerks, like, you know, hey, oh, you know, turn around, let's go get laid, let's go meet. Mm-hmm. I think they might be discovering their feelings for each other. Bart probably already likes Bart, Richie. yeah, I think Because Bart... Richie, like, says, don't you want to get laid? And Bart kind of looks hopeful, like, well, yeah. And Richie, oh, yeah. Yeah, finally, Richie, I've been waiting for you to ask. <laughs> <laughs> but Richie means women. And Bart, Bart's kind of, ah, oh, nuts. That is great. I wanted you, Richie. <laughs> Bart's got the head of, like, a, like, like if. He's got a Brillo pad head. No, like, no, wonderful pubic hair. Like, yeah. if you could get a Playgirl from, like, the 80s, I bet it would be, like, that would be Richie's hair. Richie's haircut. Yeah, like, <laughs> pubes off, you know, Tom Davenport. Big old coat. bush. Um, <laughs> they walk into a bad part of the carnival. I don't know if there's a bad part. Yeah, there's on the, the rough part of the, the carnival. The rough part of the carnival. <laughs> Where the lights are dim and there's smoke or, or fog around the ground. Yeah, I mean... It's, <laughs> the dark alley of the carnival. <laughs> an alley, a masked cowboy. And I say masked because it is a prosthetic face like Andy mentioned earlier, mm-hmm. but uh, it's a standoff. Yeah. And I don't understand. Like, real shots are fired. Barry is smart and takes the fuck Bart. off. Bart, I don't yeah. know why I Barry. Yeah, Bart. Yeah, Bart takes off running. Bart takes off running. Why not Richie? He's like, okay, whoa, whoa, what did I do to you, buddy? Yeah. Like, I mean, I want to fucking zigzag. Just run. Run. Yeah. Run. Find Just run. But uh, you're right. Hop along Cassidy, quote unquote. You know, it's like, dance, pilgrim, and starts shooting the ground or whatever. And, and he ends up just shooting, killing Richie. Right in the chest. Um, Before revealing, or uh, not before, not, oh my God, not without revealing that he, it's Eric. Yeah, he does. He's like, Benford, is that you? Benford, is that you? Yeah. And and gets shot dead. Um, you kind of know who's going to die in this movie right away. You, you know? do. Right. Uh, really, anybody who's treated Eric like poop. <laughs> Excuse um, me. I'm so sorry, everyone. Well, it's now later. must be the next day or close to that. Eric and Bart are walking out of the police station after obviously being questioned about Richie's death. Eric is super relaxed about it. Bart is freaking out. Like, yeah, he's like, I'm his best friend. I'm his best friend. We got to find his killer. I was the last one to see him. Yeah. You know? What's up with this test that Dr. Moriarty put up? You know. Yeah, like, and Eric's just like, relax, man. Don't worry about it. Let's go about our lives. We we learn a lot about this. Like you know, like we learn a lot in this. The test, the bosses, heart surgery coming up, and Gallagher again. To you know, Captain Gallagher, who's like, I'm a typical detective in any yeah. fucking movie. You got 24 hours to so- uh, solve this case. My eczema is acting up. I'm retiring <laughs> in two days. You know, kind of that shit. Moriarty talking with Officer Ann is saying, you know. That Binford kid was really strange, and you're right. Captain Gallagher cusses him out for his mental mumbo jumbo and the questionnaire. Then they're good band. The, the yeah. questionnaire that he made up. You know, Captain Gallagher tells Moriarty, "Back off! You're not a police officer. No one asked for you to help. Um, we'll investigate this case like we do all the other cases. You know, I don't need you sticking your nose in it." Yeah, go brush your mustache, you fuck nut. <laughs> um, this is a cool scene. Eric hitches a ride. He yeah. Hit, I wrote he hitches and pitches. Yeah. Uh, Gary, Gary Bailey uh, is in a great 1934 fucking like old school Rolls Royce convertible. Fucking beautiful car. Picks uh, him up. Picks him up and says, hop in, kid. Really, sw- this guy, Gary, really swell, lights up a joint. You know, they yeah. share it. And... Uh, Eric realizes who he is. He's like, hey, I see a couple screenplays. Are you Gary Bailey from... And he's like, yeah, I used to be an actor. Now I'm, now I'm a, producer. a producer. I do four movies a year. I produce four movies a year. Right. He's like, well, can I pitch you an idea? Sure, kid. Yeah, I'd love to hear it. 
And it's really just about uh, convicts that join um, a, a circus, a circus, carnival. a carnival. And yeah. Kind of a neat, like an old school, you know, he wants to make it black and white, kind of go old school. And so it's called Alabama and the 40 Thieves. Right. And Gary's like, that's not a bad idea. You yeah. know, let's stay Kids, in touch. You really know your films. Let's stay in touch. As he drops off Eric, he just says, call my office and ask for me. I, I really think you got yeah, something here. Yeah. We, you come to my next screening. And of course, Eric is Fucking just stoked. He's elated. Yep. He goes home and walks up to Aunt Stella's urn and just says, you know, we're going to be rich. I finally made it. It's I finally hit the big time. I talked to a producer today and he loved my idea. He looks sad too because I think he realizes that what he did, I think he knows right from wrong, obvi. I mean, he knows that he killed his Aunt Stella. And he wants to tell her the good news, but he realized that he's just telling uh, you know, a buttload of ashes. So. And cigarette butt that he put in there. Yeah. I don't know I don't understand the next scene here, Nick. You gotta help me. He's just kind of walking around taking photos of the Hollywood Walk of Fame. It's a, and he, he's, it's a, it's a Hollywood montage. Yeah. Uh, it's just filler. Yeah, I think that's great, but they already had enough. I mean, that movie's out of 41. He's, it's <laughs> it's him just kind of like, in my opinion, and I'm not a cinephile, it's it's his love for Hollywood. Yeah. Uh, he doesn't think some people that are there should really understand. He bullies people about not yeah. knowing movie trivia. Like, did you know Marilyn Monroe lived here? Did you know? Yeah. Like, uh, come on. You, He's you sh- some poor woman on the street. Yeah. He's like, you know who lived here? And she's like, get the fuck away from me. He goes to the uh, Royal Chinese Theater. <laughs> Man's Chinese Theater. Man's Chinese Theater. Yeah. And, you know, again, a very big theater. Of course, everyone knows that. Yeah, and, it's a big deal. Uh, yeah, so, and even, like, to the poor little kid who's, you know, the hot dog soda jerk. You know, he's like, did you ever see Marilyn Monroe come out of the, the brown right there? And he's like, dude, she's been dead for quite a few years. And he's like, no, she's not, you fucking dick. And he fucking causes a big scene at yeah. the hot dog stand. I think he's just showing that he's going more and more yeah. unhinged. And I think, you know, there's also a quick scene of him like in a, like a Hollywood photo store. Where memorabilia can, thing, yeah. yeah. where you can go in and buy Hollywood memorabilia photos. The guy knows him. Yeah. The guy's like, like, Eric. You've got most of these. You've got most of these already. He's buying some more posters, I guess. So I think it's just really showing that maybe, like you said, Andy, his demise is, you know, he's already, I mean, shit, he's already there, but I mean, he's just slowly crumbling. There's even a little film noir where he's riding the, the Vespa uh, and the voiceover, like he's talking to himself. Like a, like a detective movie, like oh, a film yeah. noir thing. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Just there a little go. bit of it. Uh, so there's uh, all kinds of stuff here. Um, ultimately, he gets home with his posters and uh, masturbates looking at Marilyn Monroe's poster while Halloween is playing on his little movie. Yeah, Dr. Loomis is. You can hear Dr. Loomis talking about how Michael's on his way to Haddonfield. You know, I know him. He's on his way, that part of yeah. Halloween. You don't see the video, but you hear that. I remember thinking, like, oh, shit, he's watching Halloween. And he looks up at the ceiling where there's a Marilyn Monroe It's poster. a long jerk-off And scene. he start touching himself. Like, I mean, it's like, you know, you could get the idea, but, I mean, they show him for a while. Yeah. And I well, can understand. It's like, I get that way when I see photos of furries <laughs> or bronies. Nice. My little brony. <laughs> like, if I see someone dressed as, like, my little pony... Uh huh. Full blood in the penal area. Really? Yes. Yeah. I just you think get, it's hot. Get a little flushed. Well, if he, a my little brony wore yoga <laughs> pants, I'd be done. He has a real sad self pleasure session. Yeah. Because he doesn't. <laughs> he doesn't seem to be too happy at the end. He just kind of drifts off to it looks sleep. Like he, it looks like he has a big wiener too. Like in the, I, I kind of noticed in one of. Yeah, the, I didn't focus too much on it, but <laughs> yes, I guess. You did. Don't yeah. lie. <laughs> like, how do I zoom in my TV? Yeah, no, I couldn't. Uh, <laughs> you know, do like an yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'm trying to pinch my TV yeah. screen to zoom in. It wouldn't work. But he, um, 
<laughs> After whacking it. Yeah, he goes to work later or the next day, maybe. Yeah, and, yeah, I, think it's, yeah. I think it's the same day. He's wearing I, the same clothes. Yeah, after yeah. whacking, he decides to head back to work. With the Vespa. With the Vespa. This is where the boss man just belittles him. Cusses Eric. him out. I just, could have you arrested for stealing company property. Why didn't you just buy a car with the insurance money from your dead aunt? And he's just like, he's all, whatever, Marty, yeah. Mr. Burger. Yeah, he, he, you. It's, yeah he's kind of not taking shit anymore, if you notice. Like, he's right. kind of like, he's telling him, like, you know, the burger goes, hey, you're, you're fine. He's like, it doesn't, you know, no, no, it doesn't matter because I quit. Right. You fucking dick. And so the hate is real. The demise is real. Um, you know, I, I guess he just doesn't want to kind of, you know, it's it's kind of a, like a, a, a an approach to what's going to happen later that night. Yeah, he's done. So that night, Marty Berger staying late to do all the work that Eric screwed up. Yep. Now that Eric's been fired, and Sam, the security guard, is going to go off to get coffee. I think you know where this is going. And he's not wearing pants <laughs> or a belt. Like what a the belt. fuck? Oh, Sam, security guard just startled Marty. I guess. So he just says, wear a bell next time. Oh, a bell. I thought no. it was a ding, belt. Ding, 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 yeah. Wear a bell so I can hear you coming. That makes so much more sense. <laughs> so he, um, um, like now it's just Marty's alone, which no kidding. He's going to die. Uh, Eric sneaks in and ends up uh, chasing him around dressed as the mummy. Another movie character yeah, classic a, the mummy and it's a great costume yeah it, i mean it looks it really is good. it does look really good again speaking to uh eric's cinephileness and how good he is with the makeup and the costumes because he really loves he's got that passion for the movies totally um but he's using it for evil uh he ultimately he doesn't need to kill marty burger marty burger did i think had like a an axe an axe mm -hmm, and like he a probably could have uh hurt Eric, but he, he ends up uh, having a heart attack <coughs> and he, he can't get to his pills. Eric kicks his pills away. So that's two people he really technically didn't kill. Granted, he put his, he started sucking the blood out of the prostitute, but she died on her own dripping. Yeah. And this one, he could have said the same thing. Like, hey, we were just playing around. I was just I was showing my new costume. I just wanted to scare him. Uh, yeah. I was showing you my new costume yeah, for the yeah. mummy and we were having fun. We were role playing. Late at night, alone. Yeah. Uh, by himself, any any he died. Yeah. Miss Burger gets a heart attack, so Marty Burger dead. Yeah, and, and all the while, like his demise is Eric's, you know, laugh, you know, comes in through, you know, after every, <laughs> yeah, like that great laugh. But it's the next day, and this is the final. I think the the straw that I don't like saying breaks the camel back because I feel bad for the camel. I would this, too, but this it is, can happen. This <laughs> is the culmination of the the ending that we will get to next day Eric is I guess in a television store and he sees I was going to say he's walking he's by Best Buy <laughs> yeah <laughs> or it's just a bunch of TVs yeah it's Radio Shack Radio Shack hey he's going Circus, by Radio Circuit, Circuit City, City. all uh, these thriving stores yeah so he's seeing a uh, an interview on television with Mr. Gary Bailey you remember the guy who gave him the a big, ride big shot producer man and I was like hey that, that, uh, that Alabama and the 40 Thieves is great Right. So he's a Hollywood producer extraordinaire, Andy, and the the lady interviewing him was like, how do you come up with these ideas? I mean, they're just so wonderful. You're doing so well. And he's like, pretty much he throws Eric under the fucking bus. Yeah, he totally uh, fabricates a story about how he was driving home one, one day, not too long ago, in his new 1934 car, Rolls Royce, whatever, when it just hit me. I have this idea for a gang of thieves that joins a carnival, and we're going to call it Al Alabama and the 40 Thieves. Yep. And Eric is watching this on TV, happy about it. He's like, oh, my God. He's yeah. talking about oh my, my idea. God. This is great. <laughs> um, oh, my God. The interview ends, and we go to the, you know, we cut to the studio where the interview is happening, and they say, you know, Mr. Mr. Bailey, you got a phone call. 
So it's Eric calling him right then and there. He just knows the number. <laughs> he just knows the location. <laughs> like, I know where he's at. I'm going to call him right there. There's a big red phone. Gary picks it up and totally denies knowing him. I don't know what you're talking about. You know, it's my idea. I don't know who you're... He what played, are you doing, yeah, kid? He, he plays, plays dumb. dumb. Uh, never met anyone named never Eric. Met. Sorry, yep. kid. Sorry, kid. Now he really is going to die. I mean, it doesn't take a, uh, yeah. a Rhodes Scholar to figure out that what Gary just did is going to be the cause of his death. Yeah. He. Uh, we fast forward to, like, I guess, you know, Hollywood types always have to get their hair done and their face done. Right. So it's, it's kind of like a... Uh, health, like not health. I would say what, he's what at a salon. It? Salon. There you yeah, go. Gary's you. getting a haircut at the salon, Thank and they're all done. They're all singing happy birthday to yeah, him. It's, it's Gary's birthday, so yeah. everything's rad. Um, he's a big rich muckety muck, yeah. and everyone's kissing his ass, kissing his ass over here because <laughs> he's a big time producer man. What? Who? What character does? Eric I think come this in? is Cody. Uh, Arthur Cody Jarrett from White Heat because he's dressed as like a gangster. Yeah, and he's got a, a he's real got a Tommy gun. Tommy gun. There you yeah. go. Good call, Dale. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> he walks in and uh, Gary just, assumes it's a like a gag a, for his a gag. Yeah. yeah. So, oh, it's a living uh, birthday card. Who did this? This is great. And uh, Eric's just like everyone, get out, clear out. I thought he was gonna mow down like all the people. I did too. But a missed opportunity. He could have just, I was like getting ready to kill count. Uh, <laughs> you know, I was like, I thought he's going, everyone in the slot. I think it's only those who wronged him. They didn't wrong him. He kicks everyone out and he proceeds to just blow away poor Gary Bailey. Gary is, you know, dead for not recognizing Eric for the. Am I important now? Yeah. So That was a cool spot. Just before he kills Gary, he says something like, "Am yeah. I important now?" <laughs> I know? thought it, I thought it was rad too. It, I mean, some of these—it's a creative movie. Again, I think there were some missed opportunities, but again, I'm not putting it down because of 1980. Right. Um, Marilyn and Stacy walk the boardwalk, um, you know, around Venice, out shopping. Yeah. And she tells her that she was hired for a gig because they, they're, you know, someone's looking for a Marilyn Monroe lookalike. Right. Stacy's like, wait, wait a minute, where is this? And yeah, I'm going with you. I'm going with you because sometimes these modeling jobs they're not really legit. She's like Chrissy, and Stacy's like Janet from Three's Company. Okay. You know, kind of like Marilyn's kind of the aloof, like yeah, hot, the one. hot one, like I'll do whatever. Gonna... And Stacy's more like down to earth, like you got to watch your back. Yeah, you know, kind of like hey, I hope I make. I, I hope people that listen to this, you know, I don't date myself by these references. You do, but that's okay. Okay, cool. That's what we love about you. So the cops realize now that it's Benford because I love that's when you know they're, they're at, at his, his house. house and they're they're realizing like okay we we've got our guy. Um, and Morardi, Doctor Morardi, is like this is he's a victim of society. Yeah. He's obsessed with movies. He changed the street name to River Street. The mailbox name says C. Jarrett, um, meaning Cody Jarrett from White Heat. Uh, so he's, he, you're right, he's a victim of society. Uh, officer, or Captain Gallagher is like, this bullshit. He's, <laughs> we, gotta, we gotta hunt him down. We gotta track him down. Yeah, so that's what happens. And I'm gonna be honest <clears throat> with you, from this shot on for my second watch. Yeah. I watched this in two minutes because it was I also it was fairly simple because the girls make it to the studio and it's C Jared photographer yeah and uh, they're you know the cops are on their way to you know they get they get locked in on Benford and where he's at while in the studio uh, Benford is dressed as a, a Moroccan prince if you will Hungarian and, prince Hungarian prince that's yeah. right Hungarian prince he Thank adopts you. like an Eastern European yeah. accent and he's like Mar- 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 Marilyn Marilyn yeah, and uh, Stacy a- by the way says like oh okay this is all legit and so she leaves yeah, so it- the best friend Realizes that it's cool. So oh, it's a cool, it's a cool thing. He's remaking the Prince and the Showgirl, which was a Marilyn Monroe movie. There you go. 
And um, back to uh, Chris Pine's mom and Dr. Berardi. <laughs> Officer Ann. <laughs> um, this is where we find out big news. Yeah. Fucking Aunt, Aunt Stella, Stella really his mom. Was actually his mom. Was and actually never his told mom. Him. And he's like, that poor little weasel. Dr. Moriarty <laughs> is a terrible <laughs> psychiatrist, psychologist, whatever. Because he just says, like, that poor little weasel. He never had a chance. There you go. Uh, so is, everything's been against him from the beginning. Yeah, so they, so he's like sympathetic, but at the same time, <laughs> poor little weasel. At the same time, he has no mercy. So uh, there's a radio call about like a sighting of the suspect, one two three Main Street, whatever, and they're like, "That's near here." I thought this was funny. Officer Ann is driving, and she goes, "I know a shortcut," and she cuts through a gas station parking lot, and she plows through like a random pile of cans, <laughs> right? There's like a pyramid of like paint cans or something. Just randomly in the parking lot, like out in the open, not even against the building. And she's, I know a shortcut. And they just have her plow through this. I don't know why. It guess, served no purpose. It that, to give it that 70s like car chase, like paint cans. Plow through these pile of paint cans. That's the shortcut. I mean, seriously, the second watch I was going through, because what it yeah. is, is they finally get to the studio. Yeah. Hey, Benford, it's cool. Uh, we know what's up. We know you're okay. And he's like, no one's getting me. So he shoots Marardi in the leg. That was funny because Moriarty's like, you're fucking insane. You fucking lost your mind. It's like, hey, you're supposed to be the sympathetic psychologist. And he's screaming, you're out of your fucking mind, Benford. <laughs> Let me rehabilitate I'm so sorry, you. Man, you're out of your fucking mind. So the chase is on. Is yeah, Eric, that's, that's yeah. exactly what Marilyn screams and runs. Eric chases her. Uh, obviously, it's a fast forward chase. And, man. and um, Moriarty and Ann, Officer Ann, get back in the squad car to give chase on in in the car. Yeah, it's it's. What does he slip her? He slips Marilyn a pill. I think it's like ecstasy or something. I don't know. Oh, he get, like, because he downer. takes one too though. Yeah. So she's kind of Marilyn's kind of out it was of like it. A suicide pill. I thought. Yeah, it was like rat poison. She doesn't die. Yeah. No, no, but. She's definitely out of it. That would be rad, though. He's like, hey, let's let's fucking like it was acid. Here's, hey, let's let's fucking here's have some Molly. Take yeah, this will be fun. LSD and that. So he and Marilyn, yeah, he's kind of lugging her like arm yeah. over his uh, shoulder, and she, he's dragging her along, and they get to man's yeah. Chinese theater. And every yeah, there's obviously <clears throat> like a premiere going on, but no one's in the theater. No one's in the theater yet. Right. Uh, you know, obviously a commotion because here comes a guy with a Marilyn Monroe look like waving a gun. Hey, bust his way through the crowd. Bust his way through. He, you know, again, there's really nothing. Um, this is so silly. Cause there's no structure in this, really. It, it, no. It's just, it's a very long scene of him going to the roof with Marilyn. Officer Ann and drunk. Moriarty get there. He's limping because he got shot in the leg. Moriarty chasing a, chasing a Eric inside, and he's yelling, you know, Benford, I want to help you. Yeah, now he's, you little weasel, need, I want to help you. Yeah, and he's just like, I don't need your help, coppa. You know, he's yeah, pretending he's to be like a losing it. Cody Jarrett, the gangster. And, um, right, that was so, he's so stupid. Moriarty's the worst psychologist. You little fucking weasel, you're out of fucking mind. I want to help you. I'm your friend. It's like when you don't want to go out. Like if your buddies are like, hey, Nick, let's go to the bar. And you're just like, no. Sorry, man, right into that. Just... <laughs> So I should have turned you down. And when your buddies are like, hey, let's go out to the bar. And you're just like, no, I don't want to. And then they, they like berate you. Like, come on, you fucking pussy. <laughs> like, and you're going to go, oh, yeah, that's going to change my mind. Absolutely. Now you that you've insulted moron. me, you I'm, I'm going to do what you want to do. You're a dick. You want to go. Yeah. Okay, you're a dick. You just want to stay home? You fucking dick. 
come drink with us. And you're just like, you know what? Yeah, change my mind. So that's what it is. Dude, you, sometimes it works. You crazy, okay. stupid, out of your mind little weasel. I want to help you. Uh, ultimately, you're right. Marilyn and Eric make, get it up to the roof of the Chinese theater. I just that, That's when I, I just and wrote it. All the cops are on the ground pointing sniper rifles. Um, they hit him once. He falls back down. He ends up shoving Marilyn off, you know, back into the stairwell, locking her out. Because she was still like, oh, I want to be with you. It was weird. I didn't she, understand. She, like, I don't know. It's like uh, when the blonde lady, like, had sympathy for King Kong. Like, don't shoot him, you know, <laughs> in, in the King Kong. Kong movie. Don't shoot him. He doesn't He just yeah. doesn't know what he's doing. It's kind of, yeah, I mean, it's very similar to the Syracuse syndrome or something, or Stockholm syndrome. Stockholm syndrome, yeah. Um, he, he just shoves her away into the stairwell well, yeah, and, I, and locks her I, off I, the then, roof. Yeah, then yeah. the final. And there's intercut with uh, footage from, is it White Heat? Yeah. Like uh, the black and white movie mm-hmm. of him saying like, I did it, Ma. I'm finally on top of the world. And uh, Eric's saying the same thing. He takes a bow and the cops end up shooting him and he falls off the falls off the roof and we roll credits. Oh, Man's Theater, he falls off the roof and roll credits. So. Wow, that was a fast episode for Not really slasher. No. Yeah. No, but I mean, I'm still glad I watched it. On a scale of four Lucky Strike cigarettes to nine Lucky Strike cigarettes. Lucky Strike. What would you give these? That's what he smoked. From four to nine? Five and a half? Six? I was going to do six. Because it's just, I could use more gore. The, The gore was just essentially a red, probably a red sponge pad holding yeah. against his chest and stuff with to make it look like you're bleeding there more know. gore would have been great yeah. um i think the story could have been cut down quite a bit too i think you could have made this an hour and 30 easy easy there's some good dragging on that goes on here yeah but, but uh, um I, you know always if you <clears throat> like the um uh, genre which we know you do definitely check it out because i mean if yeah. you have shutter amazon it's it's free yeah. it's definitely an interesting uh look into a cinephile cinephiles cinephile it's kind of like inception for uh cinephile nerds it's the joker before the joker you should watch joker with uh, joaquin phoenix they're making a sequel now where lady gaga plays uh, harley quinn i saw the first images of her well the the joker movie because um bobby de niro is in it too robert de niro is in joker uh, the first one. Who's Robert De Niro? You have no idea who Robert De Niro is. Raging Bull, Goodfellas, Casino. You're fucking with me, Nick. <laughs> Come on. I was getting mad. <laughs> you were like, you. That was a good acting. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You looking to me? Yeah. Hey, you talking you, to me? Are you talking to me? Yeah. I'm a pretty good. That's a pretty good. That De Niro. was good. You're just like shaking your head. Like doesn't ring a bell. Never heard of this man. <laughs> who are you talking about? I'm like Robert De Niro. He's in Joker. Um. But this movie is a little bit like that. Just a guy yeah. who's shat on by society and goes off the deep end. On a, uh, let's take a quick break. We'll come back and do the kill count, which is be fairly yeah. easy to talk about next week's movie. All right. And we're back. I want to apologize real quick, too. Um, it's not COVID. I think it's just kind of like a little... Because I remember having COVID and what it felt like. So my yeah. coughing, my dry throat, I apologize Yeah. for my coughing outburst. I would start laughing. Yeah. We don't have the cough button. Coughing. A lot of uh, professional podcasts will have a little button you can press and it mutes your mic while you cough, and then you come I'd back. I'd love to have that. It would be nice, here. but we um, we need more people to listen so we can make money, so we can buy that fancy shit. We have, I mean, I think eight people. <laughs> we get like... We get like Let's uh, each contribute $1 per episode, we, and we will still make way more money that way. <laughs> we're pretty big. I mean, we have, like I think, two listeners in Canada. Oh, yeah. I think one in Ireland. So At anyway, one, so. let's get into the kill count, the kill count for right. Fate Black. 
Yeah, so we had Aunt Stella, or slash mom. <laughs> we find go. out she's the killer's mother. Uh, push her down the push her down the stairs. Uh, followed by our sex worker, lady of the evening. We never got her name, but she tripped and fell, unfortunately. And then uh, Eric Binford sort of bit her neck, as if he was Dracula. Uh, followed by Richie, played by the uh, lovable Mick- Mickey Rourke. Yay! Richie got shot when Eric. Uh, dressed up as Hopalong Cassidy. I'm surprised Bart didn't get killed in the movie. Go ahead. I'm not surprised. Bart's just, you know, the Weasley henchman. Oh, yeah, kind of like the, yeah. the homosexual R- lover. That Richie really was the Richie. real Richie, bully. Yeah. yeah. Followed by Mr. Berger, the boss, uh, had a heart attack when Eric pretended to be the mummy. Uh, followed by the movie producer, Gary Bailey. Uh, on his birthday, Nick, getting a haircut. He got gunned down. And then Eric Binford himself, the killer, uh, jumped off, well, got shot and fell off the roof of the Man's Chinese Theater. One, two, three, four, five, six kills. Deaths. It wasn't a bad movie. No, it wasn't bad at all. Um, but uh, let's get excited Yeah. for uh, next week. We're going to go ahead and just get in the mix of the holiday festivities, Andy. <laughs> 1986, one hour, 29 minutes. April Fool's Day. You know you've seen it. Um, Because, let's see, this coming Friday is March 31st, and no, then Saturday, April, April 1st. April 1st is April Fool's Day. I know, Saturday, that's when we're going to the hockey game. Right, we're going to see the Admirals, but we'll talk, we'll record April Fool's Day. Yes, we are. Yeah, so in, in the spirit of, it's not an official holiday, like you don't no, get time off, not, but yeah. in the spirit of the time of the yeah, year, spirit of the time, April yeah. Fool's Day, um, what did we watch a long time ago? Was it Return to Horror High? No, no, where um, it was in England, where April Fool's Day ends at noon or something. Oh yeah, that was Return to Horror High. Yes, it was. Good call. It's yeah. so weird. It's just it just came to me now while we're talking about this. I can't one. Really remember the name too, because that really was weird. It was like they said, like in England when they do April Fool's Day, it it's was Return supposed, to Horror High. You're exactly. You're no. supposed to be done at noon or something. Right. No, Return to Horror High was the one with uh, Marsha Brady. Then I'm thinking of Slaughter High. Slaughter High with Marty, the burn victim. Yes. I'm thinking of that. That was they were English, yes, Britain, whatever, and they said, you know, it's past noon, so April Fools is over, right? That was the rule. You like played jokes but, until noon or something. Anyway, but are you are we one hundred percent sure that's it? Slaughter High, yeah. yeah, Marty, the acid victim, yeah, and then he um he brought them all back as if it was a fake reunion, and he proceeded to kill them, but they thought it was April Fools. Slaughter High, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was the movie. Uh, I, all I'm saying is there was a movie we watched where there was an April Fool's Day reference, and it was since it was England, they said it's afternoon, so it should be done. And I thought that's silly. We do it all day here in the states, you know. God bless America. I don't. Know. <laughs> so and now, I, I just Slaughter High was the one you remember because they they had the shitty accents yeah. or they they were trying to do American accents. Cheeseburger, yeah, yeah, yeah. Green Bay Packers, right? Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, April Fools. Yeah. I don't want to get so far off track. Okay, sorry. I'm just saying, like, we watched a movie where they're April Fool's Day, and they referenced it's after 12 p.m. It should be done. Well, in this movie, 1986, April Fool's Day, nine college students staying in a friend's remote island mansion begin to fall victim to an unseen murderer over the April Fool's Day weekend, but nothing is as it seems. So check that one out for the next episode of Slash You. Yeah, because it's no good burger. (laughs) It's no good burger. Uh, but we'll watch that for for April Fools. Um, 
one hour, 29 minutes, 1986. There are a lot of April Fool's Day movies. There are a lot of movies called April Fool's Day. This is 1986. Looks like you can rent it on Amazon Prime. Uh, there's probably other areas or places you can watch, but um, we'll check that out. That is. It's going to be fun. It's going to be fun. Uh, shout outs and shout outs. Uh, anyone we follow on our podcast, follow back. Uh, the horror yep. community is real. The core community is rad. And. Um, the slasher uh, community as well, same, all in the same. Yeah. Tomato, tomato. So, uh, <laughs> Andy, that was a fun episode. We did it kind of quick today. I know it's like an hour twelve. I don't know this. Yeah. I'm, we, I'm, I'm okay. Yeah, I'm okay too. Because next week's going to be fun, yeah. and we've already got uh, some ideas for. I think we're going to a con in Kentucky. Yeah, we're, we're definitely going to do tossing that around. We got to get out there and make our because we're good looking dudes. They need to see us yep, live, and then do. we. We really need to start fucking sometimes putting cameras on us. Okay. Because, you know, I think it would be great for our OnlyFans, number one. <laughs> and number two, I wouldn't mind, you know, kind of dressing a little bit more uh, seductively. Oh. No, seductively, dude. Come on. <laughs> Did I say appropriately? Yeah. Come on now. <laughs> well, thanks, everybody. Listen, uh, check out Instagram slash you underscore podcast. We already said all that. Yeah. Email us. And until next time, class dismissed. <laughs> Drink your iced coffee. <laughs>